Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, sharing valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. And now, here is your host, Rob Stanley. Hey everyone, Rob Stanley here with the Solanox Podcast. Uh, great to be back. I know we've been on hiatus for probably a month. Uh, unfortunately, I've been traveling a lot, but we got a good one today. We got a couple of cool announcements uh, if you're listening or watching us. Uh, so first of all, I want to bring in a new co-host. Welcome for me. Welcome to the podcast as the new co-host and the host of the Solanox Podcast, Lisa Kinski. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Rob. Hello. Hi, everybody. Yeah, so this is going to be super cool. So uh, because I'm traveling so much, uh, Lisa's going to be covering a lot of the time when I am traveling, having some great hosts on and probably spinning her new show and her show off of the Sellernomics uh, or within the Sellernomics uh, podcast. So, hey, we got a great one today. Stay on. We've got uh, we're going to be talking about how to reverse engineer Amazon product ideas with Isabella Ritz. Let's bring Isabella into the studio. Hi, Isabella. Hi, Rob. Hi, Lisa. It's oh. been a while. I didn't see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see you, and I'm glad everything's going good. Look, we're going to jump right into this because everybody wants to know more about how to reverse engineer Amazon product ideas. Um, we will definitely, at the end, cover more about Isabella Ritz and Ritz Momentum and uh, services she provides, but let's get right into some valuable tips that maybe people could walk away with. So when it comes to how to reverse engineer Amazon product ideas, uh, why... The product, why do products require development? Like what do they need to kind of get developed? What's, what's kind of the main point of that? It's a great question, Rob. So let's just talk in the beginning, what's the reverse engineering? A lot of people, they are um, starting to research for the products when they're like looking what products and searching for the products was already exist on Amazon. And yeah, actually, thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs> no I jumped immediately into the answer. Um, so people are researching for the products, making sure uh, the product has demand, competition and all stuff that we all know about. Right. However, the moment people are finding the product, what they're starting to do, they're looking at the product and like, okay, I'm going to sell it on Amazon because I, pre I think it's probably a good opportunity. And a lot of times people actually started thinking about the target audience, who is actually the buyer the moment they're ready on Amazon. The best scenario, if they are thinking who is their buyer the moment they're creating their listing, and then they're trying to find the bullet points, cover the pain point and find the best uh competitive um uh, features of their product against the competitors and sometimes it's pretty late because the product is already in production so the best way to go about it is to do more job on the front end and when you're looking for the and searching for the product you should think about the target audience and what your avatar is missing right now on the market so one of the examples is um you probably heard that uh, we're launching one product live right now and when we were researching for the product we found uh cocktail smoker cocktail smoker kit yeah, so it's like the kit that you can smoke the bourbon, whiskey, and all this stuff. And the moment we started doing the research, the like it's not a lot of competitors. Uh, it's a huge demand. Demand is growing. 
And what we found that market is missing the whole set because sometimes people can buy chips to smoke the set. Sometimes people are buying the torch to smoke with the chips, right? But people yeah. are not are missing like the glass, the box, the carry-on, and like all this stuff together. And what we did, we uh, created all pieces individually. Then we've been uh, doing the polls against uh, the competitors with the glasses, with the boxes, with the carry-on, with the torch, and like with with the chips. We've been actually asking people uh, via Pikfu which one taste they actually they want to choose, like which one they prefer. Uh, and after we combine each individual piece together, we've been doing the head pulls against the competitors with the whole set and without like with some missing items. And uh, this is how we came up with the product based on the product design, product design based on the target audience. So I'm not showing everything how it looks like, and I will be able to present this uh, workflow at the powwow event, but you will be uh, seeing how we've been going through step-by-step step in doing the engineering of the product based on the customer demand, what buyer wants to buy, what they're looking for, and what market is missing. And at the same time, I want to add here that we are starting to search about missing parts when we are finding the uh, pretty large keyword. And this keyword is providing us purchase rate less than uh, 2-1%. And if we're narrowing the niche and with the um, smaller uh, search volume and we can see that the purchase rate is not going up, sometimes it's even going down, we understand that market is missing something. And at this point, we're starting to search on Amazon and off Amazon what market is missing. Does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so just if everybody's not clear, so I, I like whiskey myself. And uh, so what Isabel is referring to is sometimes what they do is they'll use like uh, these wood chips to smoke, kind of like a, get a smoky flavor into the whiskey. And sometimes they'll even bring it out with a cover on it uh, and it, you can just see nothing but smoke and then they kind of present it to you and they open it and all the smoke comes out. So uh, it's actually pretty cool. Uh, I think I've actually had an old fashioned done that way. That's really oh, neat yeah. also. Uh, so there you go. I'm giving you some keywords to look into for different cocktails, Isabella. So, uh, <laughs> but let's, uh, let's uh, keep sticking with uh, how to reverse engineer Amazon product ideas. Uh, I, I do have another uh, question and Lisa, feel free to step in if you have one after this. Uh, but what are the kind of the top mistakes when creating a product that you see sellers do uh, as they're starting to get going, uh, Isabel? So people are sellers, especially new sellers, what they're missing, they're missing a lot the opportunity to actually customize the product. And a lot of sellers, they're thinking, new sellers, that mm -hmm. the private label is the moment you add the label, the logo into your, on your product. And when you're asking, okay, so how you customize the product? And like, is this product owned by manufacturer or it's your product because you developed this product? And people are saying, no, it's mine because my logo is on it, which is not true. Uh, if the product been developed initially by manufacturer, and if they have the right their rights for this product, that means they actually um, uh, owning the product. 
So you cannot own the product unless you developed it in the beginning and you have some NDA with the manufacturer, making sure manufacturer is not selling your idea to someone else. And when the people are delivering their products on Amazon and they're starting to sell something, a lot of them are getting claims for like uh, infringement, counterfeit, and et cetera, because their product is not unique. Yes, it's probably this product still have like high demand and low competition and you can sell it very successfully, but it's not yours. You just have your, lo your logo on it. On top, if uh, you don't have the permission from your manufacturer and if you don't have the brand registry, you're starting suffering with your products and you have all these hijackers and the pro problems. So instead of solving the products, you can prevent the products making problems, making sure you can, you're customizing your product uh, in the very beginning. So for example, you want to sell the tumblers and let's think how you can customize the tumbler. Don't think about the like blue, orange and any other colors you can put on it. Think about the copywriting. Think about the attachment, why people actually buying it. I bought it actually for my husband. <laughs> That's a hilarious tumbler. That is a great one. Yeah, I bought it and then I was checking their sales and the sales of this one, they've been selling like 11K and then they've been out of stock. And the moment they uh, delivered their product on Amazon again, uh, they started selling like for 1500 and they started raising their sales uh, like within a couple of weeks. And like, this is the very good example. It's the same Tumblr, but just, just because of the copywriting, it will be selling much better. So start thinking about the custom and about emotional attachment for some type of product. Of course, if you are developing the tools to fix your house, it's a different case, right? So you have to actually think like very far away and there are companies like Gimba that are helping you to do that. However, what Reads Momentum is doing, we are creating the products thinking about the people and about the mass production where we have a lot of avatars and uh, the pretty big chunk of the audience that will be ready to buy it because they feel that this is their product. Does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That does make sense. Uh, you know what? We do have to take a quick commercial break, but first of all, everybody, please hit that thumbs up and that like button and hit that subscribe. We do appreciate it. And then of course, if you have any questions, even if you're watching or listening to this after the episode, please be sure to put something in the comment section, a question or whatever. I will make sure that Isabella gets the uh, question and we get you an answer. Uh, but we do have a quick commercial break right after this. Of course. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. Yeah, so be sure to head on over to I see Gatita. how this guy is dancing. I want to start dancing right now. <laughs> <laughs> head over to Katina.com forward slash Selenomics. Get your $400 of free FBA reimbursements. Isabel is throwing me off my uh, track here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, once again, if you're just tuning in, uh, I, we are talking with Isabella Ritz on how to reverse engineer Amazon product ideas. And if you're seeing a second person hanging out with me, that's our new co-host and going to be host, Lisa Kinski of the Selenomics podcast. Uh, so, uh, Lisa, I think you might have a question that you wanted to throw in there and ask uh, Isabella. Go ahead. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you touched a little bit before on kind of the dangers of just private labeling a product, just slapping your logo on it and then having some copyright issues. So, but as far as product development and kind of making it your own, are there any disadvantages or downsides to going that route as opposed to just private labeling? Yes. So it's a very good question. Thank you for asking. Uh, a lot of customers, uh, customers, sorry, a lot of sellers, uh, you can see like I'm on the floor with my agency yeah. going on, uh, side effect. Anyway, uh, so when you're developing the product, sometimes people are so in love with the idea, especially the ones who are like, I want to sell on Amazon something that is nobody selling yet. And uh, sometimes it's also the mistake because the demand does not exist, but we will, we will skip this part. And people are putting in, into the product much more uh, features that the market can afford. So, for example, people want to sell, let's say, the same tumbler, and the market get used to buy this tumbler not more for twenty nine ninety nine. However, people are adding here the lid, the brush another tumbler on top of another tumbler and then they put it to the very nice box and everything looks super cute and nobody ready to buy it because it's still a tumbler and people are not buying tumblers for 69.99 unless it's yeti and like any like huge brands with some benefits yeah. and if you decided to go on a market because you think market is missing like three tumblers in a set and a very nice box with like a lot of other features, you will be probably losing uh, your advantage where you could get money, you will start losing money. And I see a lot of customers doing um, these mistakes and they're coming back to us. I had the customer the other day, they came to us and they said, oh, you know, we actually want to sell the multivitamins. And I was like losing my breath. I'm like, okay, <laughs> keep going. And they said, this multivitamins, they will be super great. They're the very great quality. I'm like, okay, what is the keyword? And the keyword is ashwagandha. I believe like hundred or thousand milligrams or something like that. I'm like, okay, so you are selling ashwagandha thousand milligrams, and another one selling ashwagandha thousand milligrams. But his price will be nine ninety nine, and yours will be ninety nine ninety nine. So what's the difference? And he's like, this is the better quality. I'm like, correct. Market is not ready. Market will not understand. So if market will not be able to understand just based on your listing and uh, you cannot compete with your competitor, not with the keywords, not with the features, not with anything else, don't try to go over the market. So if you're able to add some features into your product that will not cost you anything or the very small amount that you'll be able to do the upsell and stay in the market price, it's a good way to go about your product. But don't do the reverse. Yeah. yeah. So actually, we did have a question come in, Isabel, and I think you kind of just answered it a little bit. But just in case, uh, Christina was asking, uh, what's the number one mistake Amazon sellers can prevent? And thanks, Christina, for tuning in. Uh, go ahead, Isabel. Number one is, oh my gosh, uh, probably don't go to the super competitive niche where you cannot customize anything. Uh, don't use your personal opinion. You have to ask the market first what is going on in the market. So if you think that it's pretty or ugly, it doesn't make any sense. Market can agree or disagree with you. So like probably me, uh, Rob and Lisa, we have uh, different preferences with everything. 
mm-hmm. with like everything. And we probably will never find something that we will uh, be compromised on like living place. And you can tell we're living in different states. So already we cannot live in the same states altogether, probably, unless we have to. So this is the point, like people are different, but you have to be uh, based on your target audience and uh, you cannot miss the numbers. A lot of Amazon sellers, probably this is one of the big mistakes. People are not making numbers. They are not working on numbers up front. And then they're like, something happened. Amazon is not working. Amazon is full. I'm not working with Amazon again. So I, I think that's a good answer. And then uh, Christina said, thanks. So we appreciate you listening in. Um, so I do have another question. Uh, and I, this could be a good uh, leeway to this. Uh, why do data analytics matter when it comes to reverse engineering an Amazon product idea? Uh, what can you tell us about that? Uh, you know, like you were just kind of saying, here's the things don't do, but why do these analytics maybe matter uh, when it comes to researching this? Thank you for the question. Again, the very nice one. So when you are... First of all, I love numbers. I love data. And when we're doing the product research, it's always based on data only. You cannot be stick like just with the one uh, software. My recommendation is to use not the not for the adver- advertisement. I'm not sharing my coupon codes here. Just the really content. Use the Helium 10, Data Dive, and Seller Tools. My personal opinion is like, this, those two are the leaders, and you cannot use Data Dive without Helium 10 just because it's an addition. However, if you're following those three, you will be able to see the numbers inside of the Amazon uh, Opportunity Explorer, where uh, you can see the opportunity for based on the products and based on the search terms. Uh, Data Dive will show you how the market is, the market behavior over the year, market behavior based on the keywords. And you will be able to generally speak and understand the picture, uh, how the competitors are working during the year, why they are not selling, why one sellers have uh, advantage over another's, what one seller is missing, what another seller is having that you can actually improve uh, with your product. So, and the data dive, they have a great feature when you can see the listings all together and they actually lined up one under another. And you don't have to, like, sometimes you have 20 tubs open and you're like jumping from one to another. Data dive is letting you see uh, the benefits and uh, the negative side, the downside of each individual listing. So you can compare and you can see what is going on. And everything is supported by data. So you can see numbers. Helium 10 is showing you how many purchases you can uh, make based on one keyword. So and at this point, when you see how many purchases you can make based on the one keyword and when you can see your title density, uh, you can actually figure out which keywords you are going to use to rank your product and which keywords will be beneficial for you when you are going to develop and sell your product. And here, sometimes you can find the sub niche of the big niche, like, for example, um, I don't know, like birthday gift for 70 years old lady. Uh, this niches exist. I honestly I didn't check how many sales they have, but they do. And then you can find how many competitors actually there. And then you'll be able to see, okay, what title I supposed to do to make sure 
uh, I will be on a page one pretty quickly and you'll be able to see what market is missing for this type of the audience. And it will not be hard to explore what this audience is buying because you already know who, who they are. And don't also don't miss um, uh, the definition of your buyer because sometimes the buyers are not the people who are going to use the product. Sometimes we're buying products for friends, families, kids, husbands, spouses, uh, co-workers, etc. So yeah. you have to think about the person who is buying and who is going to use it. So, uh, and this is also data. So you can check it out on the, with the keywords and uh, with the reviews and like a lot of on Amazon and off Amazon stuff. Absolutely. And if anybody's not familiar with Data Dive, uh, hit, go to sellernomics.com, uh, take a look at a previous uh uh, podcast I did with uh, Brandon Young talking about data dive. And then of course, coming up later this year, we'll have Anthony Co. Francisco, one of the new, uh, I don't know his official title, but he's one of the official. marketing people over yeah. <laughs> his official, I don't know his official title, but my, my good friend, Anthony Co. Francisco will be coming back on before the end of the year and doing another kind of round two of data dive. Uh, we do have lots more questions coming up, but sh be sure everybody hit that like, subscribe, that thumbs up. And we do have a quick break we have to take and we'll be right back. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at katita.com slash sellernomics. Yeah, so be sure to head well, over to Now I have to do this. Forward slash sellernomics. So yes, uh, really quick, we do have Isabella Ritz on from Ritz Momentum, and we're talking about how to reverse engineer Amazon product ideas. I think uh, Lisa had a question she was going to ask. Uh, go ahead, Lisa. Yeah, kind of pedaling back a little bit to your competitive analysis and kind of getting that information on your competitors, not only on Amazon, but what should sellers be paying attention to on their competitors off Amazon websites, like their D2C store? Uh, also a good question. Uh, so when you're doing the research on Amazon, don't forget Amazon is covering most of the prime Amazon members. So there are a lot of buyers who are not shopping on Amazon at all. And there are a lot of members who are shopping on Amazon because they don't know what is selling outside of Amazon, outside of Amazon, but they will be more than happy to buy it on Amazon as well. And Amazon is missing customers at the moment. They cannot find something that they're looking for on Amazon. This is why uh, you can see this low purchase rate. And when you see this low purchase rate, this is the right time to go off Amazon and research uh, like who is selling what in Google. So just D2C websites. You're checking, of course, Pinterest. You're checking Etsy. And Etsy... Guys, it's not just about the handmade products. A lot of people are selling everything, like stupid stuff sometimes on Etsy. So you can find like absolutely not related handmade uh, stuff on Etsy as well. So even skincare and it, not handmade one. I have a customer who sold all the skincare that they had le the leftovers on Amazon. They sold it on Etsy. So Check what Etsy, what people are selling on Etsy. Check what people are selling on Walmart. Check what people are selling on the Shopify websites. And the moment you're checking uh, those sales, don't be excited immediately. You have to analyze uh, if those products actually selling or they're just listed. 
on Etsy, it's, uh, it's very easy to do. You can see the amount of sales this listing made uh, since the since the listing was created. And sometimes you can tell, okay, how I can calculate the sales per month. Uh, you can do the average month. Take a look at the uh, first review when it's show, when it's uh, been created, and then divide this period of time uh, for the amount the, the amount of sales for the period of time. So, for example, they did thirty thousand sales divided by 36 months if there's been selling for three years and then you'll be able to find out the amount of sales they're making per month of course you have to check the competitors and if the competitors are selling the same product evenly then it change and amazon doesn't have it of course you have to check the keywords and you have to check uh the, if amazon and Google and Etsy understanding this product um, the same way. And I, what I'm trying to say here, so for example, you can put collapsible water, collapsible water bottle into the Google, into the Amazon, and into Etsy. And if everywhere will be the relevant products, means your mind and every, each individual website thinking the same way. But sometimes product in your head, in Google, and on Amazon, it's a three different products. And sometimes the keywords are not real keywords that you're looking for are not related relevant to the product. So keep in mind this. And also when you're looking for the D2C websites, uh, check if this um, if this website with this specific listing is indexed in Google and if other links are um, referring to this website because this product might be selling just because uh, of the Facebook ads or this product might be selling because it's popular somewhere with the bloggers, somewhere with the uh, influencers and advertisement on other web websites and like maybe press releases or something else. So this is why you have to check what is going on on off of Amazon and on Amazon. And sometimes you can see the gap and sometimes you can see the opportunity or sometimes you can find the opposite where you can see, okay, this brand, this product is actually created by brand and this brand has a patent. So I cannot go and sell it on Amazon because yeah. it's already exists and the niche created by brand like Apple. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, you know, sometimes when, when sellers are starting to, are getting started, sorry, uh, they come up with like this product development strategy and then they have these business goals and sometimes they're not even <laughs> they're a little out yeah. of whack <laughs> so how, how do you ensure that uh you know product development strategies are aligned with uh some with their business goals like what what advice do you give on that um we have built up um very simple and very useful um sheet where you can put the number of money how much do you want to earn on amazon and you can play with the amount of ASINs and you can play with the amount of uh, margin and uh, amount of uh, price for how much you want to sell it on Amazon. And sometimes if, for example, you like you have $30,000 to launch your business and you want to find out the way how you will be stable and sustainable with $10,000 a month. How many, and then you can calculate how many products you're supposed to launch, at what cost, 
and what's supposed to be the margin. So we like if someone wants it, we can share this with you for free. Just drop it somewhere, tag me, and uh, we will give you the access. It's free, no no charge at all, and you will be able to play with this chart uh, for yourself. And uh, then we're comparing the in um, investment calculator. Of course, it's subjective, but it's very close to the reality uh, that seller tools provide it, and you can use it on Amazon Opportunity um, uh, tab. So when you're choosing the product, you can calculate it. You don't forget, don't like not being excited because you have to create the sad picture for yourself. Because if you will try to be optimistic with the launch, you will fail high likely. So if the A cost, recommended A cost is 30%, the moment you don't have any reviews in the investment calculator, please put the A cost 200 for at least 60 days. If you will be like lucky and your A cost will be 10, perfect, you won. But if you're thinking that your ACOS will be 30% and then you uh, end up with 500, uh, then it will be pretty sad. So, and also adjust the shipping cost. I think by default, they have 1.1, four pound per pound, put one 1.5 because it depends on the product. Sometimes the fees are higher and we also don't know what will be the package and et cetera. And just again, not to be very excited um have some room for like uh it's better to like and to to have this extra money uh in the, for the future than like you will not have them up front so yeah this is how we are um uh like doing this strategy in the very beginning yeah awesome. and i'm glad that you brought up the investment calculator because that was going to be one of my questions was what are some of the financial considerations that an e-commerce business owner needs to consider, if you will, when they're doing new product development. I mean, not just, you know, like shipping logistics and, you know, their cogs, but also like any of the legal elements to it. Like, should they have enough financial patent for like getting up a, a financial buffer for getting a patent or things like that? I mean, what, what does stuff like that cost? How much do you recommend they have? So again, it depends. I can tell you if you have less than $10,000, don't do Amazon. It's my personal opinion. <laughs> like it's, it's so small amount that you will be able to learn something, of course. Uh, so if it's your trial and you are not scared to lose this money, go for it. I'm always down for the learning experience and I recommend every single one start with a failure because every single failure is the opportunity. Um, However, if you have less than $10,000, try third-party selling on Amazon first. Please don't mix it with the arbitrage or dropshipping. They're illegal. So you can do third-party selling, selling brands with the invoices when they give you permission uh, and like you're following our policies and rules. Like gain more money, earn more money, and then start selling the private label when you will be like, 25, 30K, it's kind of a reasonable amount to start uh, your business on Amazon, making sure you, your product will be kick off one day. As long as your product was like, you chose your product right and you customized it and you would develop it. Yeah. So, so, so you're not on board with the YouTube gurus who say, I started an Amazon business with $1,000 and a dream and now I'm a millionaire. Like, yeah. Or like, 
300 bucks or yeah. I, I keep seeing um, on Instagram, one blogger is posting, oh, I can buy this pen on Alibaba for three cents and I can sell yeah. it on Amazon for 9.99. It's like so many thousands of profit. Why? you are losing this opportunity and every single time i'm seeing like i'm like how many people are actually clicking on it yeah yeah i'm sure they do so look at we're going to take a quick commercial break but when we come back we're going to find out more about isabella and ritz momentum her company and uh the uh, the incredible space that they're in and what they have to offer everybody and of course we'll kind of do a little wrap up and uh, right after this commercial break thanks Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. I'm going to have to have Isabel on just for a dance. I got you. You're dancing. teaching us how to dance. <laughs> it's dance class. Do you see a theme in the commercials? There's a theme in the commercials. I want everybody to get up and dance. So anyways, yeah, those that are listening, we there. there's a lot of dance uh, dance people in the uh, commercials. But just real quick, so uh, welcome back to the Sellernomics podcast. Uh, we have Isabel Ritz uh, talking from Ritz Momentum, talking about how to reverse engineer Amazon product ideas. We covered a lot of great information. I would like to have Isabella share a little bit about her background. Uh, we're not going to go super long on this, but we'd love to hear more about you because I'm sure Yoni will have you on his podcast, probably going way deep into your whole background and about you. So just give us a kind of a brief of uh, kind of what brought you into this uh, area of selling on Amazon and how did you get started? Uh, thank you. I will answer immediately. However, uh, all your dance parts is about the entrepreneur's life, guys. It like when you like work hard, play harder, right? So yeah, you right. cannot build your business. Doesn't matter which one. If you're selling on Amazon or like you have your st yoga store uh, outside of your house, doesn't matter. Or Walmart, whatever, whatever. Uh, you have to have fun. Uh, Rob and I, we know how to have fun. I never hanging out with Lisa yet, but I'm sure we're on the way. So, yeah, J just don't, don't forget that you have to have fun all your life and uh, that will make you succeed because when people will see how you're uh, relaxing and you're going somewhere and hanging out with good people and you're building your networking, it's making you succeed and people will be, will trust you, will believe you. So this is what Jeremy speaking, we're doing. Uh, it's momentum where <laughs> we're trying to uh, help sellers to grow their business on Amazon, finding for them the new opportunities, what to sell and how to sell. And we're doing all this uh, product development and engineering, making sure uh, your product will be loved and accepted by the audience. And we're running a lot of polls and we're running a lot of tests and we're redoing the design when it's necessary. Usually it's like one to three attempts and one to three revisions before uh, the product is actually delivered to the customer. But it's taken us usually about three days to uh, find, create, develop, uh, revise the product. And in addition, we're usually doing, of course, ABC listings and everything, making sure uh, the product, not just by itself, is matching the requirements of the buyer, but when buyer is um, finally on your listing, the conversion is pretty high just because we're covering the pain points of your uh, 
final buyer and sometimes it's two of others the person who is buying and the person who is using the product um yeah this is generally speaking what we're doing we're trying to help and we're working with uh, any type of sellers like their new sellers their advanced sellers some sellers are coming to us they're like i'm selling on amazon years and i was always on the apparel and it's my niche but i cannot see anything behind so can you help me out with new brand uh, and we're just finding the new brand and like the new opportunities and people are, oh damn I even didn't know that it exists and that it's possible to sell so yeah we're opening the opportunities for you guys excellent and Wonderful. tell them how they get to the website to be able to learn more about uh, your company Ritz Momentum super easy ritzarm.com uh, r-i-t-z-a-r-m.com you can uh, fill out the form you can find me on LinkedIn Isabel Ritz um, Instagram, our agency, we're trying to be uh, funny there, posting a lot of reels. And like Rob told me that I have to post tips. We started. <laughs> yes. So you gotta go. You gotta go check this out. It's on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And you gotta go see her. Her daughter surprises her with these questions, and she'll literally like they'll be in the middle of lunch, and she'll pull her phone out and say. Hey mom, what about this? And start asking her Amazon related questions. And it, it, it's, first of all, it's awesome because it's like spur of the moment and it catches you off guard. Sometimes you're like in the middle of taking a bite almost, but the tips are amazing. Like you, you're so great at on the spot, giving the right answer, giving an amazing answer that people can benefit. And if I'm not mistaken, that's on your Instagram channel. Uh, yeah. I'll try to make sure I put that down in the description for those that are interested. Uh, but yeah, head over, head over to Ritzarm, R-I-T-Z-A-R-M.com, Ritzarm, and you can find out a lot more about Ritz Momentum. Isabella will be there. Let me tell you, you know I'm a huge fan of your family, so it was yeah. been amazing having you on. If you want to see somebody really dance, wait until you show up at one of these trade shows and her daughter's there. <laughs> she doesn't stop dancing for like 10 hours straight. Seriously. Well, so. you know, we'll learn. You're, I don't know if you've been at the Omnia. You were, or you weren't one. Yes, of course uh, my, I was. Yeah, when my husband yeah. was dancing with Paul Baron, so that was a huge battle. So generally speaking, yes. yeah, now we're famous because of my family who is dancing <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. They're absolutely great people. So Isabel, it was great having you on. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, really enjoyed it. And I know it took us a while to get you on. It, of course, that's me. I've been traveling too much. And uh, because of that, I'm traveling so much. Lisa Kinski, thank you so much for co-hosting and going to be one of the hosts of the Seller Knowledge Podcast. Uh, so be sure to listen for uh, that coming up soon. We're going to have Lisa on a lot more episodes with uh, guests also. But uh, be sure everybody hit that like, subscribe. And like I said, if you leave a comment even after we're done with the show, more than happy to get you that answer or find somebody who has that answer and probably be Isabella and we'll make sure you get that. So thanks for uh, tuning in to the Seller Knots podcast. I will hopefully be around a little more and we'll try to squeeze in some more episodes. Uh, but thanks again, Isabella. And thanks again, Lisa, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me here. And Lisa, welcome to Gitita. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today and for everybody who tuned in. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics Podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash Sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.